On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. Now for this special Mother's Day episode, Jenny, the mother, is like on some kind of hyper drugs or something. She's always like <laughs> dancing and like beat bopping and like way out of the norm here. We got Jenny, Zach, and Matt as always. Hi. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Beat bopping. Beat bopping, dabbing. I'm, I'm beat bopping mm-hmm. and dabbing because this is an exclusive. This is a second shot podcast exclusive. My own mother is here from what? Idaho for Woo! the podcast. Welcome everybody to um, Jeanette and Chondo. Hi everybody. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Mama strong. Jenny okay. has used yeah, good. like in any like I, I had spent like five hours teaching Jenny sales skills in order to sell her mother on coming on because. Well, I didn't, I, and I didn't think you were gonna pull that off. She did make a TV appearance. Well, she's made her voice has made two TV appearances. Oh, once um, when I worked in Arizona and we were making pumpkin. I think we had a chef cancel, and I was like, "It's fine. I'll teach everyone how to make homemade pumpkin pies," which I do not know how to make. So we did a phone in with my mom. Aww. And then did you do the sweetbread? Did you do Mexican sweetbread? Yes, I I sent, <laughs> sent some sp- sweetbread to you. And then you called about it. <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. So she's going to be along, and, and uh, she has worked in the childcare industry for, I don't know, like four decades, three decades, or something like that. Probably close to five decades. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we, we, we thought, obviously, with this being Mother's Day weekend and, and, and um, you know, all of that, that we really wanted to kind of, you know, I don't think you can ever do enough of a shout out and put the mom's up on a pedestal enough so i figured i mean i agree (laughs) she would (laughs) oh i see right i got it it took me a second to see what happened there but i think that it would be cool that if we did you know this will be more around uh parenting in general of an episode because it is mother's day weekend so we really wanted to find stuff to center around that and hopefully give the moms enough praise that they absolutely deserve in, in all of our lives that, that are on this episode and, and many that are listening. So yeah. um, we're really going to have a, a heavy target there, right, Zach? That's true. And parenting is, of course, the hardest job of all. If you're like us and you think of parents, you think, of course, of the royal couple, Megan and Harry. <laughs> <laughs> and when it comes to Megan and Harry, the like big a, question... Uh, like a parent for like a week now. That's right, yeah. <laughs> the big question uh, for them this week uh, is whether or not they'll hire a Norland nanny for their royal baby. Now, everybody out there doesn't know what a Norland nanny is, so let me explain. Apparently, there's this college in the UK called Norland College. And what Norland College does is they teach the nannies of the rich and the famous, and they've been doing it for 127 years. They're teaching them everything from sewing and cooking to first aid to 
self-defense and cybersecurity? It's the whole package. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, this, this article describes them as the combination between Mary Poppins and James Bond. And they do the whole thing. That they, sounds really legit. It's true. Yeah. With a bow of uh, fancy uh, British etiquette. So that's, you know, very, very legit. Right. They're, they're very well put together. And the question they're asking is whether or not the, the, the royal family will buck the royal trend of having one of these nannies come from the college and watch their baby or try something new. Break out of the mold. Do something different. That's the big question. And what I want to ask you guys is, what's your second shot on this? I'm going to let Jenny go first. Ooh. Well, first of all, well, my mom's kind of an Orland nanny. I, I think in <laughs> a lot of ways. Yeah, I think you'd be qualified. <laughs> so, so, so she has come in and helped us out a lot over the years. But, you know, my second shot on this is, I just find it interesting how much speculation there is over the way that someone opts to raise their child. Right, and I, and I get everyone's looking at the royal family and everything like that, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, and Heath and I were talking about this offline, you've got to just do what works for your family and sort of like take away any sort of judgment. So there's that aspect of it, and then there's the other aspect of it with work, and I thought, gosh, um, wouldn't it be nice if we all sort of strive to be the Norland nanny? of our particular job Ooh. like it, like wherever you work you know even when it's a job that you might not be I think back on my you know Taco Bell dishwashing days and you know what I probably would have gotten promoted to a cashier or to you know actually be able to make some tacos if I would have treated myself as the Norlin nanny of dishwashing at Taco Bell <laughs> you know what I mean like really get some attention for the point. job yeah how much self-defense training did you need at uh, the Taco <laughs> a lot. actually a significant yeah. amount <laughs> thank you very much yeah. yeah it was a rough crowd <laughs> it was I, and and you you know mama kind of trained people in the child care work I wonder if you can take back to them and teach them about being Norland Dannys well I think with anything that you do you do it 110 percent so if that's if being a Norland nanny is 110 percent of you know, nannying, that's what everyone should strive to be. It certainly seems totally. to be. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I also took and, and thought about it in um, in the parenting world, right? Like um, uh, a lot around women power and, and women being able to be, you know, more of an influence in a lot of different industries and in business as a whole. But then, you know, a lot of them will always come out because they, you know, it's they, they're going to carry a child if they're going to have babies. You know, not all mm -hmm. are going to, but if they're going to be a mom, right, we're Mother's Day. Um, you know, there, there are other things that come up that are going to um, maybe take a little bit more out of their life than, say, me as a man, right? Like, that's, mm -hmm. that's what's going to happen. So um, my thought about it was <laughs> when, we, when we think about it, the work-life balance of success, you know, it, you hear always it seems like people have to sacrifice being a mother or a father or super uber successful, Right. That there's always this debate around all of that. And, and Jenny, you've been to these conferences where you've heard these women talk and you're like, they're killing it. And that how much they've had to miss out on their kid's life. And right. you're like, you know, I want to be there, but like, I really don't want to sacrifice that. And what I go back to is, guess what? All of that is okay. If you want to be the person that that is your main deal and and, and you know it's um you're gonna miss the kids volleyball tournaments and all that and that's okay with you then i'm not here to judge you on that you know that's fine but if you're one that doesn't want to do that then you may not be able to be the ceo of coke because you're gonna have to probably give up a whole lot of that and the travel and and, and all of those things and that not only for men but for women and 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 being a mother right so but i also believe you can have a super successful career and be around 
your children and be a part of their life. They're not they're not absolutely exclusive of each other. You just have to get better at time management. And you know, um, with, with us you know, having a nanny, um, that was an investment that we wanted to make that we thought was a good middle ground in order for our kid to have a stable, loving person there instead of just a group of whatever that's what we were able to do in order to keep our careers at a level we wanted to do but not everybody can do that yeah well and can i go ahead or i'll let you finish then i'll go well go ahead oh now he's mad i can't no, wait. No, 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 just go. no hold on um, <laughs> I no, 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 well, well, I just, I just wanted to make sure i personally don't have anything wrong with the child care system that 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 there was there's i have nothing against that um but i do think it's important for us to explain to people that we do have a nanny because a lot of people will compare they'll see something online they'll say oh gosh they just went on this weekend away trip and wow heath was able to travel and jenny's speaking at this event at nighttime and and how, how are they able to do it well we do it because we do have this resource to fall back on so i just never want a mom who is maybe a full-time stay-at-home mother to compare what i'm doing with what she's doing because that's where it gets really hard if somebody's got the Norland nanny, well, you know what? Yeah, then they don't have to be the ones taking self-defense because their Norland nanny did it. So um, I, I guess I just see this as kind of like encouragement to, I do, in, in a way, I'm like, okay, I like to know that they've got that. And maybe then I, I can't do what that other mom is doing because they have these resources. And Heath brought up the speech that I went to, and I forget if I talked about it on the podcast, um, an executive from AT&T who I really looked up to in terms of her career success. And I was like, wow, we were, I was emceeing and she was the actual speaker. And I thought, you know, you kind of, you sum somebody up like, okay, she's this old and she was at this spot in her career at this point. And then she spoke and she said, when I do my kids events, I see the first event and the last one. I see the first ballet class and I see the recital. I see the first soccer game and the last soccer game. I do not see the ones in between. That's how I've been able to prioritize and that's how I've been able to really be there for my company and hit all of our sales goals. And and to me, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm still really look up to her. But for me, that wouldn't be sufficient. But but that's what I was trying to get at too is that, but you didn't judge her. That, no. and that's the thing is that's, you know, going on, the, it's every mother in general, right? father and anybody they have their own way of doing things and how it is and it's like instead of realizing that you have to be uh have a nanny like we do or, or not have one because you don't want to or you want to send them this it's all okay as long as you own being you and you are successful in your right of thinking that you're where you want to be not where you want to uh, society says you should or should not be does that make sense yeah like you get we, we have, i mean i think irma is kind of a norland nanny too yeah, she, I think Irma I'm is sure definitely a Norman man. Don't you think? Oh, she's amazing. She's amazing. I love her so much. Uh, I'm me so too. thankful for her. Shout out to when can we have her on the podcast? I know. Yeah. Yeah. We need to have she, Irma yeah. come on. Yeah, Irma should have been here today. She's so good. <laughs> no. Let's call her. Well, and I, and I just think about it over and over as it's mothers are all. I mean, the overwhelming majority of mothers are going to do whatever it takes to be the best they can be, and whether that's. Um, they have a, a much more professional slant or they have a much more at home with their kids slant. That's all okay. And it's, it's mm-hmm. like that old saying, if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. Like, mm-hmm. if you think and you feel successful in whatever it is you are, right. don't look at what others are doing and compare, you know, that keeping up with the Joneses syndrome, I think will be more harmful to your kids down the road than being comfortable in your skin and you know what? Hiring the Norland Nandy if that's what you're going to do or not or go against the grain if mm-hmm. you want to go against the grain. If you want to, you know, do whatever it is you want to do, don't let others kind of sway you 
um, from your beliefs and where they need to be. And so I think we have a couple more mother's topics going to be coming up on the second segment of Second Shot as well. He makes up words, she translates them. Heath and Jenny host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal, and go do it right now. Energyogre.com. Dot com promo code second shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second shot is back for another round on RNCN. One thing I'm kind of regretting is the amount of sunscreen I did not put on yesterday on our last day of Dominican. <laughs> that like, having my shirt on is like rubbing. We've been the Dominican last weekend from one of my cousin's wedding and and like did so good on sunscreen on like saturday then like sunday i, I we weren't 100 percent sure how long we'd be out there and i don't think i really put it on and next thing you know that like 30 minutes out there i'm like burnt do you burn instead of tan heath no i what I, well, I get red and i turn to tan really quick okay it's yeah. a transitional process yeah yeah it's pretty fast it doesn't really stay around like a burn for very long I don't know that I've ever been tan in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need to check out Matt yeah. on the YouTube version, yeah. and you will know what he's talking Incredibly about. Do you tan, Zach? Like a uh, ghost I do. Tan. I do okay. Yeah, I, I. I'm a believer of like you can never have too much sunscreen. I'm like every 45 minutes, hit me. Like I want more, all over, full coat, and like I turn, I tan fine, but like way overdue on the sunscreen to make that happen. So it's you know. You're gonna look so that. young forever. I yeah. hope so. Yeah. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's working. I was putting sunscreen. I was putting sunscreen on one of the Dominican. I look over there. These other guys, they're literally like putting like this tanning oil on them. I'm like, really? What? <gasps> I've had. Uh, go ahead. I was, I, I've had friends in college that like they they would not do sunscreen. They're like, no, you can't tan if you wear sunscreen. I'm like, you're in co- you're in higher education. Like, <laughs> how do you not know this? Like, this you're fine. Is, it's not you the know? best for you. You're oh, yeah. not new. They want to they want a good burn in, and then it turns tan. That's the whole deal. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I accidentally one time grabbed a bottle of, you know, the the, the little tanning oil of stuff the oil, and, and, yeah. the, and, the, and the sunscreen. Kind of, I mean, it can look like the same. So they do not look we were, the same. Well, they were both sprays. It was both okay, the same. Okay. 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 And so I reached down in the bag one time. We were out at the beach in Florida and, and just grabbing was, you know, putting on. And I quickly, about 10 minutes later, realized, holy crap, this is not <laughs> you sunscreen. You made a mistake. <laughs> this, is, this is not I felt like I was, a, like, wrapped in foil on the beach or something. I said, uh-uh, this has got to go. Like a lobster. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of doing things on a beach, uh, we've got a story here. Pink. Uh, good the, transition. The, thank you. Oh, that's uh, good. Mm-hmm. I'm working on my segues. I'm getting better. Uh, speaking <laughs> of doing things on a beach, Pink, uh, the artist, uh, the, the musician, and, and you know, Pink. Uh, yes. We I know Pink. Uh, she stopped posting photos of her kids on social media due to disgusting comments 
from mom shamers. Uh, there was a photo of her son on the beach and a pelican, and somehow involved, I guess, like a like a copper tone baby kind of situation. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit of bottom, a little bit of something you could see there. Yeah. Uh, and people lit her up on Instagram about it. Oh my God! I can't believe you're posting that and judgment and and all all kinds of things. So she made a whole thing back, and and I won't get into it because there's some language in it. But she ends up going on Ellen later and talking about it, and she said, you know, really it. It really upset me because sharing sharing my kids on social media, like they're they're my proudest achievement of my whole life. I'm prouder of them more than I am of anything. They're they are my world and the fact that I can't share that with the world anymore really upsets me because people just find a problem with it and that's not okay. Uh, and she said, I, I get it. Some people are saying, you know, you should be more careful because you're in the public eye and I get that, but there's a nice way to do that. There's a nice way to be good on the internet. You don't have to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, posting pictures of your kids and not doing it because people have a problem with it. Any hot takes? Yeah, let me ask you this, Jenny, because this uh. is always one of those things to me is I typically, especially in, in the early on um, with Brighton and in the different times of some of the comments that would come up with, you know, any type of uh, thing we were going to be doing or whatever, right? Why is it, though, that some t most, a lot of times I see it, it's like other moms doing it two moms too right like with the pink thing i saw in there it was a lot of women that were moms that were saying we wouldn't and it's like you know better out of anybody that they do but here's the thing when when somebody feels so strongly about the role they're in as a mom they feel like an expert it's like they're an expert in their industry and so they so they feel like they have the authority because that is their job to go out and you know, I'm not they, not all moms, obviously, but these people who are going online, I think they feel like this is my duty to somehow go out and, and tell this other mom that she doesn't know what she's doing because they feel like they've put in so much hard work and, and they've got this knowledge and they've got three kids. And, you know, that so there's that one component. What takes them from there to posting that on the Internet? I do not know um, because this just happened. I'm, I'm trying to go through and... Um, find the post on this because uh rachel hollis who is a well-known i mean uh, she started out i believe in the blogging space and now she's written books she's a speaker all of this kind of stuff she wrote something um on instagram and the, the caption was something to the effect of you know the media would like to think you think the media would like for you to think that the world is going up in flames but i'm here to tell you that's not the case um sort of she was trying to be positive but a lot of people in the media were like, hey, man, yeah. that, that's our livelihood. That's our job. And we're just reporting the truth. Now, I'm, I'm going somewhere well, with this. The thing is, is that she is the media, too. She, like she's part she of the media. The media. Right. You but know. My, my point with this is that what, what a lot of these journalists did that had complaints was they respectfully went on her page and explained and said, first of all, I'm a mom, too. I'm a fan. I read your book. This feels a little misguided. I hope that next time you don't, you know, portray the media in this way because you do have such a big following and you do have um, so many standards to uphold. So I don't think that going to somebody's page and say, saying something like that, like, hey, you know what, you may not realize how this came out, but this is how this came out. That's one thing. But to go on and just like what they were doing to Pink and just say this is wrong and you're a terrible mom, that doesn't help anybody to educate someone and, and be like, hey, eek, FYI, you know, yeah. this might not come across well. I think that those are two different things. Mm. You see it all the time in, in the nursery. My mom works in, you know, has, like I said, worked in childcare forever. And you said you see the mom shame game a lot. I do see it a lot. And I think that as a mom, we have enough 
guilt and worry without that. Women need to stick together in that in that way, and not not shame or put guilt on another mom because the job in itself causes its own guilt. And right, you, know, yeah, it's you feel it worries. without anybody else even right. saying Pink, it. You and, feel it. And I understand Pink likes to show off her kids. She's in the public eye. She put uh, a picture of her son that people thought was inappropriate. And it's just like you're saying, Jenny, if someone could have sent her a private message and, and they could have just said, you know what, I appreciate that you love your kids and you want to show them off, but I'm worried that this is going to look like this. This is going to turn out poorly for you. Um, and that would have been, and Pink would have said, you know, okay I didn't see it that way um, and that's what could have been done and this all could have been mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been a story right and then it and, right and then it wouldn't have been a right story. But, think, you, but you know there's always that line too of making it especially in when you're in a public eye or or being an influencer and, and, and looking at it in, in those ways is that line of how much you let people in on the personal life and how much you don't mm-hmm. you know is a, is a very tough line to find and, and I think it maybe it takes something like this for like a pink to go you know what that line's been crossed with me. This is this is done. I'm I'm, you've crossed it and and it's not getting there. I think right. I think you're so right. Like I think so much. I hope so much of this stuff starts from a good place. Yeah, starts from a place of my kids are my world. I have experienced this. I'm looking at you experiencing it. I want to offer you help. Mm-hmm. But like right. the road to being a troll on the internet is paved with good intentions. And like <laughs> you can so quickly like right. you can't read subtext. You can't read tone when it comes to reading a post, a public post on something like that stuff just doesn't come across. And sometimes like you just end up seeming like the bad guy, even if you don't mean to be. And some people do, which is also not OK. Right. But to just address the mom shaming for a second, it just seems so counterintuitive as somebody who's not a mom and is pretty far from one like it just seems so odd moms on the internet are shaming each yeah. other like right. of all people can't we yeah. come together and support each other right but. like i'll also shame you back and say could you not spend that 10 minutes it took you to comment online with your own child yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean what are you doing with your time yeah. right put put the phone down right. <laughs> is this something that heath and jenny is this something that you consider before you make a post about brighton or anything like that or do you think about this often or what the repercussions might be I do. Jenny do does a lot. Jenny, Jenny yeah. it, it really weighs a lot with with her on whether or not. Well, because right. here's the not. thing: like it's it's called mom shaming because it's to moms. Yeah. Like Heath, have you ever had anybody, uh, you know, online or even in person, or has have you ever had anyone critique your parenting? Well, that's what we were talking about not too long ago. This is the problem I think that is unfortunate for moms. You know. Jenny carried her for nine months and had to change her entire life over that, right? And 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 the birth and the the after effects of just everything she'd done. This has been like drastically more Huge. than than what I have had to do. Okay, like like that's it's not even comparison. But but what's interesting is, um, I did set out to strive to be a better dad than than most. Like I wanted to be a dad. Like I wanted to be a good dad. I wanted to be a part of it. I've I have done things to not travel for that. But it's not been anything close to a scale of what like Jenny has, for instance, as a mom. Okay, um, people all the time will tell me, "Man, you're just such a good dad." You know, like because I have picture with Brighton because I'm you know taking her to a park right okay like he wins the nobel peace prize yeah. for taking her to the park just and, so everybody and that, both that is no. absolutely the truth no and honestly listen and, and here's the thing is that i think I, I i know without a doubt that jenny is a great mom and i and i and i believe that people think she's a good mom but see they don't voice it because it's almost like it's expected 
but a dad it's not really as expected so it's like out of the norm and and i've always found i found that so interesting because i mean i I came up to be you know hey give me some props i come up to you and said this early on i was like this is crazy how everybody's like you're a good dad and i'm like you're the one who did all the work and and do well no and i love you know i I, i'm obviously you don't become a parent to get credit you know that would be be silly but 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 it's just a funny thing to think about like aside from my own parents and heath like nobody's ever been like wow you're such a good mom again you don't do it for that but it's interesting to see the way that society treats it it's expected right you know we haven't moved forward as much as we like to think we have in, yeah, in ways like that because it is true we we expect moms to be a certain way and we expect dads to be a certain way and so when a dad steps up a little bit like going to the park yeah. you know and everyone falls into that like oh aren't they a good dad they did that and and the mom is you know well, it's true not, not living yeah. and look <laughs> and, and here's the thing is any of the people who've ever said that have no bad intentions. No, of doing no, of they course just, not. And it is all positive not. of them thinking, okay, hey, and you're I want being them a good to dad. give him yes. props. Yeah. But I mean, it, it is, it is, um, it's, it's not quite fair for us to just expect a mom to do certain things and then not give them the props. So, like on this Mother's Day episode, I hope if anything, kind of go away to like go find a mom and tell them they're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. I mean, because. It, not all of them are so i mean it there there is they can have faults as well so i mean and just I, letting them know that and i think part of it too is that really when you think about it no heath doesn't think about what he posts on instagram with regard to brighton because he knows nobody's going to criticize it like mm-hmm. it's very unlikely somebody would with me it's very highly likely and i think that i thankfully have over the years built a super supportive community on both my facebook pages and instagram pages and you know where i kind of post this stuff and especially second shot group too by the yeah. way we post some family stuff in there but um i think i've been able to kind of grow a really supportive environment but i'm also very aware that you are prone to criticism and i never want to put my daughter in a situation where she would look back and not be proud of what i posted so i am i am very thoughtful and selective and i think that it's prudent to do that because anything you post on the internet is kind of public and anything is this is a very pointed episode to moms and stuff but but you know moms out there like let's all take it a little deal and and not shame and judge others as well and and dads don't do the same as is that as well and and if you're in a work environment always look at yourself before going and judging and thinking of others and that old you know put yourself in somebody else's shoes is something that needs to be as real today as it was when that old saying was done probably a hundred years ago right <laughs> how long ago yeah. you know what i mean like th- this is how it is and i think that if we all become more supportive as people mm-hmm. to everybody else and, and and stop judging then we're gonna we're gonna have a lot better things in life i think coming our way so looking forward to the third segment of getting some advice from miss Jeanette and chando yeah <laughs> Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Heath and Jenny still to come. Ignorance on fire, a journey of failing your way to success. It is time for you to finally go get my book. You can get it in a hard copy. You can get it through reading it on your iPad or your Kindle. And you can also get it with this beautiful redneck voice of mine in audiobook style at audible.com or anything like that. So amazon.com, you can download the Kindle or paper and you can get it on the audiobook style. You've been hearing us talk about it forever and you've been trying to sit there and tell your friends, I'm going to get it one day. Today is the day. Go get it. And it will change your life. Get after it today. Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success written by none other than myself. Thank you. Love you. And go pick it up today. Stop. Go now. 
Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. Oh, mother, mother, where art thou? <laughs> Did that sound very, like, diplomatic and, like, legit? Is that a, fr- um, is that a phrase from something? I don't, I don't know. I just made it, it up. Was, it was that was from my Norland nanny di- days. <laughs> oh, yeah, back you when he was going to the Norland nanny. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's, he's almost there. He got close to graduation on that. Yeah, I will teach him all kinds of good words. Norland nannies. Uh, like, so... We, like I said, had my mom in, so I figured that I would kind of um, ask her some questions. I've always been wanting to interview oh. you and, you know, just really put you on the spot I like can't this. Wait back. So. I can't wait to hang out and chime in whenever I have thoughts. Yes, yeah, yes, great. exactly. No, no, go ahead, please. So, um, so you have three kids, all four, year, four or five years apart. Yes. Me and then um, Joey, and then four years later came Gus, or was it five? Five. Okay. <laughs> this is a bunch of kids <laughs> yeah. all spread out. Yeah. So... Here's my big question. This is something that you've helped me on a lot, and I know that there are a lot of other new parents, moms, and dads that listen to the show, and also potential moms and dads who listen to the show. So, what is like your big advice for new parents? Well, I think that I think new parents need to know how much they know. Listen to your listen to your instincts when you have that little baby, and you won't go wrong. And I think also. You need to pace yourself because these <laughs> days, the newborn days, the little toddler days, they're the sweetest and the, and I'm sorry to say the easiest of times. <laughs> oh, Lord. And so they are. They're just so sweet. And, and, you know, when your children get older, it's when decisions are made that are, you know, life-changing and, and can be stressful. And so that that would be my advice. Can I say something that's really cool about your mom is that somebody who's been in the, you know obviously raising three kids but you you've been a manager of a daycare operation basically for a long time like that how I, I, that is like you will never freely give your advice your mom is not always trying to stick her nose in any no, of the, like it, it literally takes everything to get that out anything out of her which is really cool because it could eat she could easily be somebody that was very overbearing with the amount of knowledge she has right but she's not but that advice was so huge i'll never forget that one time when Jenny in the middle of the night, like crying, like I can't get Brighton to do whatever. Oh, yeah. Jenny's got all these books and everything, and, and you calls oh, you, and, and, and the Jeanette goes, Jenny, throw the books away. Put the books aside. Just your mother, listen to your instinct and do it. And you and then I'll, what you did next was what got Brighton to stop and all that. And it was like, mm-hmm. I think that was one of the most simple. You were overthinking so much. Your mom was, was like, get out of yeah. that. Stop yeah. worrying about Stop it. Be a mom. And Listen that is like, Stop so it. I think that I'm probably the common, you know, 2018, 2019 new mom. I mean, you know, because we do, we look to so many other people for advice right. and help. And there are so many experts and, you know, and certain books have been really helpful uh, in, in our raising of her and, and everything like that in her, you know, a couple little years. But that was, oh, I won't ever forget that phone call, like in the middle of the night. I will never forget that phone call in the middle Aww. of the night either. Oh, yeah. my heart was broken. And, but I just, I knew these are two amazing people, two intelligent people, two people who love their baby. And that's really all you need. Yeah, that that's the thing. We think that we need to give them so much and all these classes and, and tools and things. And you, you keep just saying. need to love them. You know what's best. Your instincts will tell you. So here's, so. I live in, so we're all from Idaho, or we were raised in Idaho, my brothers and I. I live in Dallas. One brother lives in Paris, France, and has traveled all over the world. He lived in, um, let's see, let's think of some of the places he's lived. Africa. 
Africa. He lived in Calcutta. He lived in Benin, West Africa. <clears throat> he traveled through Africa on a donkey. Um, so he's he's lived away. He's been he's he lived lived internationally in for years. And he's lived internationally. Um, our youngest brother Gus lived in went to the University of Idaho. Thank goodness someone followed along with me, um, and then went to Oregon as a teacher, and now is in North Carolina. So. I think a lot of parents really feel this urge to keep their kids close around them, um, to really like, you know, they, they want to make carbon copies of themselves. I don't think intentionally, but I almost think it's kind of like a human nature to just you want to keep, you your kids keep your kids you. close. Yeah. So, so how do you do that? How do you raise kids to, you know, go out and do all these different things? And we're all so so different. Well, uh, I felt I just naturally wanted. I wasn't threatened by the kids doing what they wanted to do, wherever it led them. I wanted every single thing for them. I wanted them to become anything that they wanted to be. I always felt like that. And when you want that, then that can happen. And then they can, <laughs> they can, they can go. But you know what? I get asked this question a lot. And I will say that having our kids travel and do the things they've done have given thing given me things in my life i never could have imagined the and that's the thing okay. that goes to but that that and, and that but that's the um that is the downside that some parents don't realize that they do when they try to keep them in mm -hmm. so much they don't realize how much they they miss by, oh, yes. by that happening, by seeing what the kids get to see. Right, because I think as parents, you look at these times, they're toddlers, they're, school, they're in an elementary school, then they're in high school, then they go to college, and you think that's, that your relationship can stop there? Your relationship grows from that time. And when they are doing what they want and following their passion, that helps your relationship be even stronger and and your relationship will be something you could not even have imagined and you can travel and, and do these things that i've been able to do visiting mm -hmm. the visiting our kids where, wherever they are it's it's opened up my world so much so parents let your kids go i mean let them do if they want to stay next door and that's what their passion then help them move in next door but if they want to go far don't let it scare you I want to know the truth here. Mm. Let's uh -oh. give the listeners uh -oh. Uh -oh. the most trying time of being Ginny and Chando's mother. <laughs> when she was growing up, where was that age? It was like the toughest. And let, let, let's hear oh. that. Like, Great. Now she's going to tear up again. Yeah, this, no. this needs to be told. When was And what was that like? When was the Ginny being rebellious and being Ginny? Jenny had a very short time of rebellion. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was strong. But it was strong. <laughs> but she, she, when she was in high school, um, probably the last couple years of high school, were, were probably the toughest. Because Jenny has always been a rule follower. She's always known. She's always had goals. She's always worked. Um, but during that time, wow, <laughs> there were some, you know, the... <laughs> There yeah. were some there were some tough times and um, but look we got through them. Wouldn't Jenny like and walk out of the house like with a sweater on well, and then take it off? <laughs> one time she did walk out. This was in uh, she was only in seventh grade. This was a start. <laughs> okay, maybe it went from seventh to, grade to twelfth grade. Yeah, <laughs> she she came out and she had on she was going to go to school and she came out in cut off 
shorts, like with they were all frayed at the bottom. I called them frayed to the she sew. She called them frayed to the sew. And um, I don't know. <laughs> so she walked out in them and she gave me a look like so. And I said, uh-uh, go back to your room. And she went to her room, she changed her clothes, and then she came back out and she said, this just isn't that fun anymore. And <laughs> then went off to school. But, you know, it just was, just, I, I, that was like the first time where she, do you remember saying that? Uh, no, I said a lot. Of, I was said some terrible things. I well, said we, we were there were fights in the church parking lot. I mean, there were. I mean, I, I, just to be real, because I do think that that's I, important. I think. You know, I think yeah. it's important for people to know that these things can ebb and flow, and mm -hmm. we can be so close like we are now. But we were definitely not always that close. I was. I was really difficult. Yeah. I was not good. I was a bad child for many, you know, for many years. But then, you know, she stuck it out, and well, here we are. Of course, I did. But the thing is, I, I see that sometimes I, I feel like parents at times are going through those rough patches with their kids, and they think this is the for future forever, right? Like they, yeah, because no, when you're so deep in it, you can't get above it to realize this may be just a phase. Did you ever it's think true. that? Um. I was going to be a terrible person forever. No, no, right. no, no. Of course not. No, no because course Jenny not. was a good person. She was a good person. But, you know, the teenage world, the, the high school, the middle school, those years are so rough. And I knew that. You know, I knew that. And so, and I knew that Jenny was such a good person, so insightful, so caring of others, such a good friend. At that time, can I say this? Yeah. We started writing writing to each other a little bit because mm -hmm. it would be a way to communicate that was safer. So That's a good tip. That, that is, good is a tip. good tip. And I've given that tip to other moms um, of teenagers because it's that it takes all the emotion out of it and you can just you can write down your thoughts. They can write back to you what their thoughts are and you can kind of try to understand each other. But no, never did I think that it was I, I I knew that. I knew that Jenny's future was bright. Like raising a strong-willed child is tough, but it's like also the best because you know they're going to end up being somebody who's not going to be pushed well, over very easily. Yes, and I always knew that Jenny would be a fabulous adult. I've always <laughs> well, told you, you that. I knew she would be a fabulous adult because, you know, those things that you go through, um, a, lot of, a lot of what Jenny went through was just because she did want to do the right things all the time and not everyone does want to and then you're you're kind of bucking that that system yeah and then you're alone you're, you're lonely alone. and you're mad and you're yeah. it's just yeah. yeah yeah i mean i'm sure we can all agree those years were tough for for everybody yeah, in our own tough. ways okay really quickly what's your advice for grandparents how do you maintain a good relationship with your oh um son well, daughter their babies i've thought about this so much and i really think that the most important thing is to stay out of their this is their child, and you, it's a privilege for you to get to watch that child. The child is not yours. Their rules are the rules that you go by. You don't sneak something when they're gone. You don't let them stay up at night. You know, you, you follow the rules, and, and that's how you stay in a good relationship with your children and your, with your, your son-in-law and your daughter or your daughter-in-law and son, you want those relationships. They're, the most, they're so precious. And so I would not do something to harm those by going against um, any rule that, that they have. Grandparents and do, though. My girlfriends, man, they're, they're like, oh, my gosh, they think this is their child. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> think it's my child. Right. I, I raised my children, and I raised them in a way that they're good parents. Jenny and Heath are amazing parents, and they do things better 
than I did, you know, just with just the well, sleep patterns and yeah. just the things that you do. <laughs> no, you do a you do a, such an amazing job. So I would never ever question that. <laughs> well, I guess you know, maybe is um, giving some shout outs to to your moms before we we get out of here. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, no offense. My mom is the best mom. So. Yes. That's exactly yes. what you should say. I love yes. that you said that. Yes. I you're, do you're love that. You're both so great. Yeah. Uh, my mom is the best mom. I love her to death. Uh, sh- I, Give us I, like a favorite memory or something. Oh, gosh. Or maybe, or, or maybe go with whatever you were going to say. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I got a good one for you. I think I might have told this on the show before, but when I was a kid, I had a big, I was a big fan of candy bars. Good, good to be honest. Kind of the fat kid. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, when I started the show, I was the fat kid. So I, I, when I was a kid, uh, I was a big sucker for Butterfingers and my mom was a school teacher so I would I would go with her at, during the summer sometimes and go to her classroom and hang out and she was second grade so it was perfect and I remember I was there one summer and we happened to go to the grocery store or something and, and they had a sale on candy bars they had Butterfingers they were like four for a dollar or something ridiculous king size huge right <laughs> this is this was like the economy in 2011 or something yeah. it was nuts it wasn't two, 2011 but anyway uh, she she I, I saw these things and, and showed her and she was like sure I get your menu you want I was like really she's like yeah give me a five dollar bill I got like 20 Butterfingers it's incredible oh. so I go to class and, and I, go, I go to her class, I'm sitting there, and she's like, you can eat as many as you want, go nuts. So I ate like seven, and, <laughs> and I felt horrible. Yeah. And like, man, oh man, did she know? Like, I laid off the Butterfingers, and, and I, I didn't slim down, but man, did I learn something. Uh, she knew my, better. If she just told you no, you my, would Oh man, yeah, my mom saw that from a mile away. Like, she's just classic mom. She's awesome. Oh, I love, oh, that, I story. love that story. That's yeah. another good lesson. Yeah. I love how much mom. you love your mom. She's yeah. so cool. Ah, oh, she's so cool. Right, Matt, anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. My mom, um, my mom was a uh, a teacher. She was my PE teacher, and then as I grew through elementary, middle, and high school, she transitioned to be a librarian and followed me all through school. Oh, so, oh my gosh, I love that. Um, Dude, <laughs> I say all the time. I say all the time. I was popular in school because of my mom. Because everybody, oh. everybody loved my mom. They didn't. They oh, didn't want to. I love that. They didn't want to mess with me because they were like, "No, Miss Stoker is is the is the coolest." Um, but the one thing I can, uh, and the other nice thing was when I was growing up, my grandparents lived 10 minutes away. So if I was either at my house or I was at my my grandma, uh, my grandma and granddad's house, and my grandma was as much of an influence on me as my mom was. But, um, and they both, I think the best thing I can say about them is they both were very encouraging of me when I was trying to figure out, um, like, really responsible for what I'm doing now mm-hmm. because when I was a kid, I, I may have said this before, when I was a kid I used to record my own radio plays, I would record things on cassette I love it. and they yeah. both would sit down when I was done and they would sit down and listen to them and oh. tell me about how much they, how funny it was or how much they liked it or um, just encouraged me to go, yeah, go back in there and record another one and we want to hear it mm-hmm. so um, oh. they were very instrumental in me kind of learning to love what I what I do now and um, you know I, I can't you can only connect the dots backwards but I was like that that was something that was very mm-hmm. very very instrumental my dad taught me a lot about professionalism and about you know being proud of your work but my mom taught me everything else so that's oh, awesome gosh no wonder you guys are so story. awesome I know <laughs> it's a sweet story and she was right Aww. on she wasn't one of those parents who was encouraging somebody for something that they didn't have a gift for you obviously have a gift for this so um, so that worked out well I yeah that. I look back and I think about my mom and them and, and I also look at it and think on the aspect of how they were 17 when she had my brother. They were in the Army, and my dad was, you know, in the Army, so he'd be gone months at a time. And, and raising little kids while you're a kid yourself, really, you know, at 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I look back, and 
a lot of the traits that I have that um, I will buck a system. I will go against the norm. Um, I will oh, put my will. I will put myself out there. I will try things, uh, whether or not I fail or not. And I really could. Uh, I'm going to be vocal, and I'm going to, and, and I'm going to stretch it. And I could really care less what what the repercussions really may be, but I go for them. And I look back a lot of that, and, and that was a lot of the attributes I got from my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom was the one that we lived out in an area where you didn't really have a lot of access stuff. But my mom was always the one that she had a little clothing business and she hustled every weekend to markets to selling clothes and nobody taught her that she she um didn't go to college or anything she learned how to do it and and hustled that built making jewelry selling jewelry anywhere she could um you know she would make shirts and sell them and i mean she was always shooting for something more and and willing to try and do those things and i think that um you know where my where my dad is a lot more the would talk about some stuff and but he was always kind of that main steady what my mom was the one that would go for it she would go for it she would try it and and i look back and i feel like a lot of those attributes that have helped me where i am i got from my mom in that arena that she was always striving for something else something mm-hmm. different and didn't matter she didn't have education she was going to start selling clothes she was going to make them she was going to figure it out she was going to learn and, and and that is a very dynamic um type of uh of attributes i think that i got from my mom as well love you mom well this has been such a sweet episode you guys thank you everybody for weighing in and we'll probably do a post in the second shot group and hear from everybody also we heard a couple mentions of teachers it is um teacher appreciation this week if you're listening to it right on friday so shout out to teachers we all every single one of us have a teacher in our family um Gosh, we could probably have done a whole nother thing about the impact teachers have had on us. So shout out to teachers. We love you guys. And I know that we have a lot of teachers as a part of the Second Shot family. So shout out to all of you. Now, from Brighton's perspective, she has an awesome mother as well. And I watch this. I watch her sit over here and give up tons of sacrifices. Listen, the amount of the amount of time I, I go along for the ride. She spent hours, 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 days, weeks studying every piece they can to try to be the best mother possible. What you give up for that, I just go along with it and I go, oh yeah, that works for me. Like I actually was involved in that <laughs> thought process um, as well as being a career driven and it, I don't know if there's anybody that can do it better than you. So Brighton says, I love you, mommy. Oh, thanks, Aww. babe. That's sweet. No. Mm. I love you, Mama. Mommy. <laughs> Sweetest you, girl. Okay, what a sappy episode, you guys. <laughs> I know. It's been fun. It's Mother's Day. Is it too much? No, it's, no, it's, no, it's not too much. Not too much. No. I hope not. I guess we'll find out on the reviews, huh? Speaking of. Speaking of. <laughs> leave us rating and review. <laughs> leave us rating and review. <laughs> Where can they find y'all? Um, JennyAnnChondo.com on Instagram, JennyAnnChondo. And on my stories, my mom will be there because Jeanette does not have any form of social media because she is big celebrity like that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, at AppleZackintosh on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram, Facebook.com slash group slash second shot. Check it out. We're going to be over there hanging out. Uh, you can find me at Matt Stoker one on Instagram and in uh, lurking around the Facebook group. I'm there. And he folks at ignorance on fire and to all the mothers out there. We love you so much. Thank you for being you. See you next time.
ESPN, the digital destination for premium talk radio.